Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about what it's like juggling being a parent and teaching. Now, this goes back to the conversation about things they don't teach you in college, right? Nowhere in any college class did they say, so one day you might have a family, one day you might get married and then end up having children, and then good luck. (laughs) Because... This is not talked about. And so on this podcast, of course, I'm giving so many strategies for teaching elementary music um, and other topics related around elementary music teaching. But I also think it's very important we talk about your personal life as well. Now, in the Harmony membership site, which I've mentioned before, it's the elementary music teacher membership site, on our member calls, um, it's been brought up before about this is new to some people. This is new when you become a parent and you're not used to it. You're not used to juggling the parent side and the teaching side of things. So I think it's very important that it's talked about. Um, It's a great thing. It's a great transition. And if you're listening to this and you're new to teaching elementary music and you're like, well, that's so far off in the horizon. I can't even fathom being a parent right now. I just started teaching. That's okay. This episode You will still get um, insights from it and what to do when you do become a parent one day. And if you end up listening to this episode and you never become a parent, that's okay too. Maybe you're an uncle or an aunt. And so whatever that case may be, I'm speaking today to the parents because it is a totally different transition. I would, I'm going to go as far as saying it's hard because it is like throwing another full-time job into the mix, if I can be perfectly honest with you. So a little background about my story, and then I'm going to share some strategies at work. I, um, yeah, like I said, going through college, we never talked about (laughs) becoming a parent or anything, but I had been teaching three years, and then I had my son, my oldest son, Owen, who is now nine years old. I it somehow worked out perfectly. And I did not plan it this way, by the way, but it was awesome that it worked out this way where um, my due date was March 26th, but he was born, born March 4th. So I ended up getting the whole rest of the school year off through FM, FMLA and I had saved up enough sick days and all those good things. Well, anyways, um, so I went back to school the next school year. We started in August and he started at an in-home daycare and yeah, so I can completely relate to the being a parent and working full time and also being a parent side of things. And I'm going to give a few pointers for the dudes in here listening because my husband um, definitely helped me with the juggling act. And so, um, so let's just start off by saying that when you become a parent, you're going to feel a lot of emotions that you were not aware of that you even had in you. And I'm going to be completely straightforward and honest right now. I am not a big crier. I'm one of those girls that can watch one of those. I don't know what this says about me, but I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm one of those females that watches like, you know, like a chick flick that makes a typical um, female 
cry. And I'm just pretty like, yeah, well, that was sad or that was, oh, what a good story or what a good romance. I just kind of, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a big crier. I never have been. But when I was pregnant and then became a mother, yeah, emotions came out of me that I've never really experienced before. So anyways, you're going to feel a lot of emotions. You are going to sometimes drop your child off, whether it's a baby or preschool age or whatever the age is. And some days you are going to have a lot of guilt. You're going to feel a lot of guilt. I did. I remember there would be some days dropping them off and it would just be one of those mornings you all know, even if you're not a parent, you know those mornings I'm talking about where it feels like everything just fell apart. (laughs) And so took like forever to get his diaper bag packed, to change of clothes, get all my school stuff ready to go and make sure I actually got myself ready somehow. And then getting him to his daycare on time to get myself to school on time. And there would be days like the mornings were so rushed. I could tell like he didn't want to get moving yet. He wasn't, you know, really awake. And it would just be like shoving a bottle in his mouth, to try to get him there on time. And just here's, and you know, to the daycare lady, here's his bottle. He hasn't finished eating. Oh, whoops, I forgot to pack enough diapers. Oh, look good that you guys have some. You know, just it became, it just felt crazy. And so I remember a couple times I would just allow myself to cry on the way to school at a 20 minute commute. And that's not a very long commute, but still, it was enough time for me to like process those emotions, realize that we found a good place that he is at. He's well taken care of during the day, he has other kids to play with, and then process those emotions got out of the car, and then was ready to teach for the day, knowing I left right on time when school ended to get there to pick him up because I missed my kid like crazy. But I just want you to know that it's okay to feel emotions. Yes, there's going to be times during the day where you just stop and you realize, man, I really miss my kid. And it's okay to stop and process those emotions. It's okay to feel the feelings. It's not like you can just turn it off just because you're at school because you're still a parent. And So that's the first thing I want to say is let yourself feel the emotions. You're letting pretty much two worlds are colliding, right? The parent side and then the teaching side. And trying to figure out how to navigate those two worlds and to mesh them together is not easy. It's not easy trying to process your emotions as being a mother or father and then also teaching full time. But the first thing, like I said, is to let yourself feel emotions, okay? You're also going to have times during the day where you smile, thinking of some kind of thought, you know, maybe you did something fun that weekend, or maybe your child did something funny last night, and just smile thinking about them that, man, I'm so lucky to be this child's parent. And know that you're doing a great job, okay? You are a great teacher, and you're a great parent. And yes, it is okay to do both. It is more than possible to do a great job in both of these worlds, all right? So I want you to repeat that after me. I'm doing a great job, okay? Did you say it yet? If you haven't, pause this episode and say that. Say it over and over and over if you need to. You're going to have guilt. Okay, so just as much as you have guilt about leaving your child at daycare or preschool or whatever it is, even if they have a runny nose that morning and you don't want to miss school because you have something to do there, don't feel guilty. Um, and so I want you to also on the flip side, what's funny is I would notice the days I would leave right on time 
and I had work that I needed to finish, but I wanted to get to him, guess where I would feel guilty right after I picked him up from daycare? We'd get settled in from home, do our little afternoon routine, start making dinner, whatever I needed to do for the day. I start feeling guilty about the things I needed to finish at school that I didn't finish. So you're going to sometimes feel guilty about not finishing things at school just as much as you feel parent guilt sometimes. And it's like this pull in your brain that's constantly going back and forth between you're not a good enough mom or you're not a good enough teacher because you should have been there. You should have been doing that to finish up things for tomorrow or oh, you're not a good enough mom because you dropped him off at daycare early so you could get to work to finish stuff. All these thoughts you are having, I don't think this is talked about enough, but I promise you more parents than you think, whether they're teachers or not, working parents feel the guilt and think these thoughts, okay? Um, it's it's true. I have so many friends and my sisters who, you know, are working mothers and just having these conversations, it is, it's real. These are real thoughts and real emotions that you're feeling. And so know that, know that these emotions are going to come. And yes, you're doing a better job than you think you are. There's going to be days you doubt yourself. You're all, we all doubt ourselves with so many different things. But remembering, like I said, your child is in a safe place and you are at the school you're supposed to be at for a reason. And that's okay if you have to leave early some days to pick them up because your child's sick. It's okay if you have to stay at school later some days to finish up some work because things sometimes have to get done. And guess what? Your child is going to grow up seeing that you have a strong work ethic, can't say that word, a strong work ethic and that you are committed to what you do and you have a passion. You're passionate about teaching kids music because they need you. Because you got this degree to teach music. And even if you don't have a music education degree, even if you became a music teacher, you know, a different, um, on a different path than just the traditional music ed route, you are in your classroom for a reason. And it's okay that you are feeling emotions because we all have thoughts about so many different things, whether it's related to parenting, teaching, or every other thing that needs to get done in your world that you are doing a better job than you think you are. I promise you. And so in this podcast before, no, I can't remember specific episodes, but I have talked about a lot about comparisonitis. And maybe sometimes your thoughts are coming from, you know, in the teaching world, we've talked a lot about, oh, that teacher down the street has so many more instruments than me, or man, their kids just have it all together. I must just be doing something wrong. But on the flip side of that, You're watching the other teachers in your school sometimes who are also parents, and maybe you're thinking, man, they just balance life like, you know, nobody's business. They just got it all together. Man, this mom just, she just has like this plan, and she just has it together, and she just, you know, knows exactly how to balance it all. But here's the thing. You don't know that. You don't know how many times, like, I did not have it all together at night. (laughs) I did not have it all together in the morning, and I had heard those comments from other teaching, you know, moms in my school, teachers that were also moms that would say things like, man, you just, you have such a, do a great job of just keeping it all together and just balancing it. And how do you do that? And I'm like, and inside I'm thinking, okay, I must be putting on a pretty good show (laughs) because that is false. Okay. Now don't get me wrong. There were some days and some weeks where things were great. And then there was also days and weeks where I felt like I was falling apart. Okay. So if you're listening to this, Don't compare yourself to other parents because just like you are your own teacher 
and you are, you know, in your classroom for a reason, you are also a parent to your own child. Your child needs the exact parent that you are. And being a teacher and a mom is definitely possible. So don't compare yourself to other moms, okay? But on the flip side of that, it is okay to ask them, other teacher moms in your school, or even if they're not at your school, or even if it's a friend who does not a teacher, but they're also a mom, it's okay to ask advice. It's okay to admit you don't have it all together. It's okay to ask them, what do you do about this? How do you get things ready the night before? What do you do in the morning? Tell me about your morning routine. How do you make sure that you don't miss them like crazy during the day? What do you do to keep yourself occupied? Things like that. It's okay to ask other people about it, okay? So don't compare, but also on the flip side of that, don't be afraid to ask for advice when you need it and to lean on your resources. Okay, the third thing I wanna say is to balance your time wisely. Staying organized and on top of your calendar is huge. Calendars, I mean, my calendar is my best friend. (laughs) It just is. I mean, I've talked before about how I put everything on my calendar, even the most simplest of things. And so stay on top of your calendar. It helps you tremendously with balancing your time wisely, okay? So write down everything related to your personal life and your home life. Everything that you think you might need to know about, put it on the calendar. And so um, maybe it's with meal planning. Maybe you have some crock pot meals ready to go. Maybe when you're on your calendar, say, I'm getting groceries these days. Or the day before you go get go to the grocery store, or maybe you do grocery pickup, which is a lifesaver, by the way, the day before that, put on your calendar, I need to meal plan. Okay? Yes, these are exact things I do. Lay out the clothes the night before. We talked about that a minute ago. Anything you can get ready the night before is amazing. This goes back to balancing your time wisely. Set time aside for family fun on your calendar. Maybe on Saturday, pencil in, go to the pumpkin patch. Spending quality time with your kids is important. It's not about about the amount of hours during the day you're spending time with them. It's about when you are with your own family, how are you using your time? I know on the weekends, I put work aside. I had this last weekend, and whenever you're listening to this, I'm recording this in September, I had a kajillion things I could have gotten done on Saturday. I play piano at my church on Sundays, but for the most part, on Saturday and Sunday, it is devoted to my family time. I have questions being asked in my Facebook group all the time, and I'm like, oh, I'm tempted to respond, but I'm like, no, I'm giving myself a break. There's so many things I can do, and I'm not saying you're never going to need to bring work home on the weekend. That is not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is use your time wisely. So pencil in when you say I'm going to the pumpkin patch, but then you're like, but I also need to get like two hours of work done. That's fine. It's all about balance, balancing your time wisely, okay? You're going to have days you need to stay at school late or go in early, but pencil those in too. Say, okay, Wednesday after school, this is going to be my stay after school late day, right? And then maybe going in early, maybe you pencil in one day a week on your calendar, Uh, where you jot that down as well. So if you plan it ahead of time, you're like, okay, well, I already know I'm going in early this day and I'm going to be staying late on Wednesday and the rest of the time I'm coming on time and I'm leaving on time so I can get my child at a good time, right? Um, Set your program dates ahead of time also so you know what nights in the school year you're going to need to stay late. That way you can, you know, prepare anybody who's going to need to help watch your child, whether it's your spouse or a friend or grandparents, Say, hey, I'm going to need help these nights because I have to stay at school late to do my program. Um, 
Also, look at your calendar. Like, when I call them your non-negotiables and your negotiables, okay? Your non-negotiables are things that your weekly, um, your staff meetings, which if you didn't listen to last week's episode, (laughs) you need to do that because it's about the 10 things you think about during your staff meeting. Um, But whether it's staff meetings or like I said, programs or those Wednesdays you're staying after school late, maybe that's a non-negotiable for you because you need one afternoon where you stay late to do something. Anything else that is a non-negotiables, then you have your um, negotiables, which is like, okay, I need to plan a doctor's appointment for this date. Bam, it's there. I need to, um, I want to pencil in time to hang out with my friends. When's a good night to go to dinner? And then send that group text and pencil it in. Then you can start scheduling other things in your calendar when you know when your non-negotiables are, okay? Also with laundry, meal planning, keeping your house clean, whatever those other tasks are that need to get done, look at your calendar and jot those things down as well um, on your calendar, okay? I hope that makes sense. All right, and so the next thing I want to say is being a parent is going to make you a better teacher, this is something I didn't quite realize. Now, I've always loved kids and I've always worked with kids in a variety of different ways. Whether it, um, even in high school, I taught private piano lessons in high school. I babysat from the age of 13 on. I um, worked at a summer camp for two summers, like lived at the summer camp and had, you know, a bunk full of campers, girls in my cabin that I love to minister to and to work with. I mean, I've worked with kids in so many different ways for so many different years. But when I became a mom, I realized how much it really did help me in my teaching. Um, The reason why is because I felt like I related to kids. I felt like I could relate to the parents at my school so much better. It just, I understood their worries, their joys, um, and their struggles in parenting a little bit more. It kind of made me have a little bit more empathy for my students because I kind of was like, okay, I feel like they're having a tough day. It made me a little bit more patient to that because I realized that kids are not robots. They're humans. You probably have heard me say that a million times as well. But it really does help you in your teaching, just being a parent. You you having a child makes you realize the same hopes and dreams you have for your child is, is exactly what your students' parents feel as well. It's easier to put yourself in those parents' shoes. It really is. But on the flip side of that, your students are still your kids. You're always going to call them your kids no matter what. They're still your babies. They still feel like you're your kids even though they're not technically yours, right? And then I want to talk about giving yourself grace. We've already mentioned that in this episode a little bit, but there's going to be days, I'm just going to be honest with you, that you feel like you're failing in every area. You're not meeting anyone's expectations. And then, you know, everybody talks about self-care, but you're like, how am I supposed to have self-care? I'm barely like surviving. I'm barely treading water here in my teaching life and being a parent. And not only that, if you're married, you know, spending time with your spouse and finding time with your friends, you feel like you're missing your kids a lot. You feel like you are just, you know, you're just having those days where everything just is not going good. Give yourself grace, okay? You're not a superhero, although it sometimes feels like you are because you're just doing superhuman things with juggling all the things, but you're not going to be perfect at all the things. I've had to tell myself so many this so many times in my own life. I'm very type A personality. I am a perfectionist, hopefully recovering one by now, but I want to do all the things perfect. And it's okay not to. It's okay to give yourself grace because you're going to mess up. 
There's going to be days where you're a little bit more irritable with your kids. There's going to be days where you're more irritable with your students. There's going to be days where you feel like a lesson plan bomb. There's going to be days where you pick up your child and they're cranky. And the last thing you want to do is deal with one more cranky kid, even though it's your own child. Yes, all of these things are true, okay? Doesn't mean you don't love teaching. It doesn't mean you don't love parenting. It's just there's going to be days that they're hard. And so give yourself grace. I want you to remember, you're going to learn as you go. You're going to grow as a person. And you're going to learn how to balance being a parent and a teacher better than you thought you could. Just like when you started teaching and you felt like, I can't do this. This is too hard. And if you're a first-year teacher listening to this, you might have those feelings right now. But it's like getting in there and just doing it, learning as you go, you know, finding things that work for you, tweaking lesson plans, reinventing the wheel when it comes to classroom management. The same goes when you become a parent. At first, it's going to be super duper hard. It's going to be just because it's new. Anything that's new takes time. It just takes patience. It takes, you know, just getting used to it. And so give it time. And then you're going to notice year two of teaching and balancing motherhood is going to get a little bit easier. And then you're going to notice if you have another child, it's going to actually, ironically, um, it's going to become a little bit easier even having two kids and teaching full time because you kind of know how to do it. You got your system in place. You know that you're going to have those feelings of guilt. You know that you're going to have crazy mornings. You know that nighttime's going to be chaotic. And as you know those things, then it's just going to be easier because it's your routine now. It just gets going. Your routine is going good. And so if you're too tired after school to play with your kids, give yourself grace. When you order dinner in for the third night that week, give yourself grace. If your weekly lesson plans didn't get finished, so you have to bring them home, give yourself grace. If you feel like you're not spending enough time with your spouse during the week because you are just so tired, you just want to go to bed, give yourself grace. You're doing a better job. Remember, repeat that after me. I'm doing a great job. You're doing a better job than you think you are. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I promise you that you are, if you're feeling guilt as a mom, or you're feeling guilt as a parent, or you're feeling guilt as a teacher, those guilt feelings come whether you're a parent or not. But they get, I feel like, um, exponentially bigger when you become a parent. You feel these feelings of guilt. So as you're juggling teaching and parenthood, know that it's okay Know that you are doing a great job and know that the hard days will come. The difficult days are going to come. The days where you feel like everything's falling apart are going to come, but you are doing a great job and you can do this. It is possible and it might just take a while to figure it out. The balancing act is real. You're going to feel like a human juggler, but you got this. Hang in there. Know that I'm giving you a human fist bump right now. You can't see me, but if I could give you a hug, I would because I promise you I'm rooting you on and I am praying for you because I know those feelings are real and you feel like you're the only one feeling them, but you are not. Before we go, I want to mention that in the show notes, there are a couple blog posts I'm including. Um, there is, and if you don't if you don't go to the show notes, I'm just going to tell you, if you go to the domesticmusician.com and click on blog, at the very bottom of my website, there's a search bar. And just type in balancing your time, and there is a blog post about that, and then also the blog post about juggling teaching and motherhood as a music teacher as well. Those blog posts will help just explain things a little bit more for you um, and just go into a little bit more detail 
even than the podcast did. So I hope you found this valuable. And I, like I said, I'm rooting you on and have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.